Welcome to the Calvary Cast, a podcast from Calvary Bible Church in Grand Junction, Colorado. At Calvary, we exist for the glory of God, the good of His people, and the Great Commission. Well, hello, Calvary. Welcome to another episode of the Calvary Cast. It's been weeks since we've done a regular episode. I'm Graham Parker, Associate Pastor, Calvary Bible Church in Grand Junction. With me, Jess, the mountain biking man, Miller. That's right. Lead pastor, who has uh, been doing some mountain biking lately and working on his poses. Yeah. <laughs> He's upping his Instagram game. Has yeah. some well-thought-out poses. That's because I have a 15-year-old son who <laughs> actually did that because I wouldn't even known how to post on Instagram. I'm new to Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's like, Dad, why don't you just cock your hip to the right a little bit more there and stare off into the distance? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He knows. He knows what. He knows what the sells. Most likes. That's yeah, right. What, what sells on Instagram. Because well, that's ultimately what it's about. Seeking the approval of others. Yes. But I mean, we, you know, we yep. digress. And we got him a new mountain bike or not new. It was used, but one that fit him now yep. and stuff. So we've been biking a lot more. Yeah. This time of year, which has been nice. In the mountain biking capital of the world. It is. It's a good good thing to do. Mountain biking mecca. Yeah. Well, very good. So we are, uh, I think we're done with our banter. I don't have anything else to do. Yeah, that was about. enough banter. That was enough. Let's well, get down to we'll business. We'll get, get down to the business. Um, we've been preaching through the Sermon on the Mount. Last week, you were uh, the first part of the Lord's Prayer and the introduction to the Lord's Prayer, uh, teaching on that. And uh, so some questions arised in my mind, arose. They arose. I arose. Was say, <laughs> I, I debated whether I was going to correct your. <laughs> Feel free to correct me any time. Yeah, because uh, if you don't, somebody else will be like that. Dork said arised. Arised. <laughs> it's a. It's part of the song. Anyway, uh, so like uh, agreeing with what you said, questions that came to my mind though are like, okay, how do we encourage? people with some sp- more specific practical things and we were talking about this earlier and and there's just so much that can be said about prayer that you can't say in a 40 50 minute sermon um, so that's what we kind of want to talk about maybe some we can give people some uh, help some suggestions not from experts on mm-hmm. this but people that are struggling mm-hmm. seeking to grow our prayer lives just like the rest of you and I think that's what I, most people, as they listened on Sunday, uh, were encouraged and admonished and at the same time uh, rebuked, probably, going like, my prayer life is not what it is. And I don't, and even that exhortation, how do I seek the Lord? How do I, how do I, where do I even begin? You know, so that's kind of what I want to talk about. But first, I had a question for you. You made a statement on Sunday, something to the effect of um, when we, we want to go before the Lord in prayer and we don't want to let him go until he has blessed us. Mm-hmm. Is that what you said? And what did you mean by that? Yeah, well, I think in in the context of what I was talking about, I, I had in my mind people that are struggling in their prayer life. And that could be for a number of different reasons. But um, maybe these are two people that have had, um, they've tried to have a prayer life and it f- fails or... Um, and they, and they've kind of given up. And so I think hopefully what's come, well, what's come out of the Sermon on the Mount for me so far, especially in, in the context of prayer here, Jesus teach on prayer is that God wants us 
He delights in our prayer life and wants us to delight in our prayer life. He wants us to delight in praying to him and fellowshipping with him and communing with him. And I think a lot of Christians that struggle with prayer um, see others, other Christians, and and uh, maybe think they don't struggle in prayer. So the idea is, I want that, right? I want to actually delight in my prayer time. I, I want to to spend time with God and, and I want to want to spend time with God, those kinds of things. So in that context, I'm thinking about somebody struggling with prayer. And, you know, if God wants us to have a, a vibrant prayer life and he, he, he will bless us in and through our prayers. And so I guess what I meant by that, first of all, was you got to fight somewhat for your prayer life. Don't let your flesh and the world and everything rob you of the blessings of communing with God. And so when you go into it, um, and, and you're fighting for it each day, don't, don't just give in so easily. Uh, wrestle with the Lord in this and say, I, I want to be blessed by you. Now, I guess what some people might think about when I say, you know, wrestle with God until he blesses you, I'm not in, implying that every time we have a prayer time, you're going to leave it with just these ecstatic experiences uh, or wonderful feelings. But the idea of a blessing from God could be as simple as, uh, 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 as uh, him saying something to you from his word, right? Uh, or, you know, as you're praying, something coming to mind and you're praying for that or finding some delight in the Lord or, or whatever it could be. It could be in small measure, right? Right. Um, but there's this idea that, wow, I have been in the presence of God and he did speak to me. We even, we were talking about this earlier and we were thinking it could be even in the form of a rebuke as you're mm-hmm. sitting there in your prayer time with the word of God open, which is honestly, you should, it, it's recommended to have right. your word of God <laughs> as a part of that prayer time. Right. right. And so, and so something in the word, uh, really rebuked you mm-hmm. in a way uh, you've been doing something wrong, right. Or sinning in some way. That in and of itself is a blessing because right. I've had times like that and I've, I've seen a rebuke and I've known I've been sinning and I've actually felt bad for what I've done or am doing. I thought I am, I'm encouraged by that yeah. ironically because I know God's dealing with me. Right. So I don't know if that answers the question, but I, I think it was to the two people who are wrestling yeah. in prayer and you know that there's, you know that there's uh, enjoyment to be had in prayer and there's fellowship to yeah. be had with God, but you don't feel like you're getting it. What I guess I was saying is don't give up right. until the Lord comes through in that and yeah. gives you delight in prayer. And even and so like that's not, I think that too, that that's that's not a one-time thing. That's a continual practice over and over, right? right, right. Like uh, even, even though I, I may not feel it, even though I don't like that term in the moment, I'm going to, every day I'm going to commit to, to prayer, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and thinking about the blessing aspect of it too, I was thinking about this. A lot of times, like I'll read my Bible and pray, and again, like I'm like, ah, you know, like right now I'm reading through Jeremiah, and uh, and not everything in Jeremiah is like just immediately devotional, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But yet there there are things that that later on in the day, as I'm having a conversation with somebody, or I'm thinking about trying to like, you know, uh, you know counsel a person or 
or give some scriptural advice, oftentimes the Lord will bring to mind what I read and be like, oh, and then there's now a connection and an application. And even in that, there's blessing, right? Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't always even come immediately. You know, you open it up and it's just flowing like milk and honey, uh, to use biblical terminology. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it it can oftentimes come later Mm -hmm. as well. So there's just blessing from the practice of it. So like what you're also getting at is just the, that that idea of fighting for that as Christians we need to commit and work hard mm-hmm. at this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's you, gonna take a it's gonna take some discipline. Exactly, you're gonna have to do obey Jesus when he said go into your closet and shut the door, or go right. into your room and shut the door. Right, and that even what that implies is time. Right, and. Uh, what would be the word I'm searching for? Time and um, discipline, intent, or eff- intent. Eff- yeah, yeah, like uh, you know, there's some you're doing this on purpose, right? right. <laughs> and oh, so we should talk. Let me let me bring out a couple things here because yeah. uh, first of all, I don't think we should be afraid of pursuing feelings in our devotional time. Okay. Okay. So I think because. I know our theological leanings in, and we understand that we believe that God speaks to us through his word. And we do not believe that feelings themselves are ultimately the goal of life. All right. And, and, and living in feelings and emotional based Christianity is dangerous because our feelings fluctuate. Right. I was thinking about that even this morning. My feelings are genuinely better this time of year than they are in January or mm. February. Okay. Uh, because I feel better because I like the nice weather. I like a lot of sunshine and we live in Grand Junction. So we get that. I like the warmer temperatures and the longer days and it creates in me more positive feelings. Come January, I can be prone to that seasonal depression like so many other people because it's just gloomy and cold and that. So anyway, we don't want that feelings based Christianity. On the other hand, there is a formal way of doing prayer and worship that neglects feelings altogether. And that's really what the Pharisees were guilty of um, in so many ways. There was no relational enjoyment of God at all. There was no relational enjoyment of his word. There was no relational enjoyment of, of God himself or, or any of that. It was It was all done because it had to be done. God was more of... Uh, he had to be obeyed and that was a burden and prayer is a burden and all, you know, but, uh, that is not, I don't think that doesn't glorify God at all. So we can't be afraid of saying being blessed in prayer would mean I do feel God's presence with me that morning, or my heart is warmed by the knowledge of his love for me, or, um, you know, I, I, my, the, those feelings of joy and peace uh, become a part of my prayer life that I don't, I don't think we should feel like that is bad in and of itself. Right. I mean, I think God wants to be enjoyed. Right. Okay. So I uh, doing some reading this morning, David Mathis said this, the great purpose in prayer is to come humbly expectantly and because of Jesus boldly into the conscious presence of God to relate to him, talk with him and ultimately enjoy him as our greatest treasure. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. And I think there is that, you know, like oftentimes, uh, again, especially like in, in 
are conservative circles. And that's not a knock. No. But but we have underplayed the natural emotion that should arise from a true delight in God and his word. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um and 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 so I don't even say the phrase like and not sought that you know like because mm-hmm. I I don't think again we're not pursuing that we're mm-hmm. not pursuing emotion but there is a true joy and delight that flows from knowing God from uh, studying His Word from from seeing things come out of it and again that takes time mm-hmm. right and it's going to change too like a new christian that first is studying god's word and reading and learning like i'm sure the joy is just there and overflowing and delighting and then like things come into life and and life gets hard and some of that will wane right right um so the idea is that it but we have to continue to press on and continue to work at it and uh and, uh, and th- then the emotion the feeling should be a natural response yeah but it's not always going to be there it or it won't always be there in the same degree. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, if I've got, you know, in and so many factors could play into that. It won't always be there in the same degree, and we needn't get t- totally discouraged or want to give up just because it's not right what we would want. But um, I do think it, it, it's even you know John Piper's been sounding this alarm for decades of his ministry now, primarily that is God is most glorified in us. When we are most satisfied in Him, right. or and He, uh, He said the chief end of man is to glorify God uh, by be. enjoying yeah. Him forever. Right. It, it's like God wants to be enjoyed, and and um, what I have been seeing in the Sermon on the Mount, which is so awesome, is that the Father wants us to come in and to pray to Him, and He wants us to be assured of His love, and Jesus wanted us to be assured of the Father's love. And so those are the, that's, you know, kind of what we're talking about. The other thing we should talk about with that is like, when we're, when we're talking about prayer in the Christian life, and I'm going to really intro the sermon this week with it, is that there are different types of prayers and different types of praying. You know, there's corporate prayer. We talked about that where we're all praying together in a worship service. Uh, and those are those are going to tend to be more formal, honestly, and uh, maybe even more thought through. And some would argue that should be the case, right? Well, and I think you can see that, like you know, think about the prayers and the dedication of the temple, um, different things like that, and Ezra, and in the right you know, places like that. Those are very formalized. Yes, yes. And then there's going to be the type of prayer that is um, continuous prayer, like throughout your day. You should be. Um, Praying without ceasing, and what do we mean by that? It, I think the idea is you're in a constant state of prayerfulness. Like you're always, you're 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 practicing, for lack of a better uh, term, you know, practicing the presence of God in your life. And so throughout your day, these are shorter, more spontaneous prayers that you just may. Somebody comes into your mind, you pray for them. Um, you or you're tempted to sin, you pray uh, for a minute. You're just saying, Lord, I'm tempted in this moment. I'm praying. Or uh, there could even be a moment of praise. You, you know, you are enjoying something. You say, thank you for that, God. Yeah. This is really neat. And um, so that's a continuous type of prayer. I think what Jesus is teaching specifically in Matthew 6 is that uh, a concentrated time of prayer where you're going into private and you are 
seeking time with the Father. And he demonstrated this. It's important to say that, yeah. that Jesus himself demonstrated this time of, this type of concentrated prayer throughout his life. Um, and um, I just read the account the other day of where they, the, uh, uh, they couldn't find him. Yeah. And he had gone away all night mm. in prayer, mm. basically. And um, that, that is different to me than the, the daily continuous type of prayer we're supposed to have. So I think that's what we're really trying to help. Yeah. We have the term, the devotional time, you know, mm-hmm. this time of devotions or whatever you want to call it um, is fine. But that's the idea. Yeah. So with that, let's let's talk a little bit about how we can maybe some practical encouragements or helps to people to grow in this. Because we we can all we we think about what you what you preached on Sunday, mm-hmm. recognize there's deficiencies in our prayer life, want to grow but not even sure where to start sometimes. And a lot of that is, you know, uh, well, so let's just, let's talk about it a little little bit. Um, The first thing that I was thinking about in relation to this though, is do we not overcomplicate this sometimes, Hmm. right? That we, we tend to think of like, you know, okay, we overcomplicate the, the blessing or the feeling, you know, I have to have a certain feeling and it has to look, you know, all these different things. And therefore we've, we we we, just, we don't just do the work of just simply having a conversation with God. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about that. Like I can easily just have a conversation with my wife about all sorts of various things. Um, we can talk about our cares and concerns, our fears and our worries, and that's really natural and easy for me to do. Um, and in a sense, isn't that what my prayer to God should be like? Mm-hmm. It's a natural like Lord, like I've got these cares and concerns. You know, I'm so thankful I can bring them to you that you are God, you're sovereign, you're you're ordering all things according to the purpose of your will, and just commit these things to you. Um, so in that sense, when I think about it in that way, it's not complicated or hard. Right, right. Um, so that would be the first thing. Uh, let's not overcomplicate it, make it something that it's not. Right. And I think by doing that, the first thing, you know, as we think about prayer, we have to think about it in... It's personal and it's relational. Jesus, uh, 10 times, I think, in those verses, teach on the Lord's Prayer. Um, or in, in addition, to, you know, adding into that the fasting and the giving, mm-hmm. the whole section there, Matthew 6, the first verses. And he uses uh, the term, the term uh, or, or name for God, Father. And that implies personal, relational communication, right, when it comes to prayer. It's like God is a person, um, a living being, and a loving, personal living being. And so to to the beginning point, I think probably in not complicating it, is to remember that. It isn't any more complicated, ultimately, than if you were to go communicate with your earthly father. Yeah. Assuming you're comfortable with him, right. you know, or whatever. So, I mean, it's kind of, it's, it's like that. I, we, we do need to remember he's the heavenly father. I think there's some reverence right. there that is due to him, obviously. Yeah. But the, certainly the emphasis that Jesus is on is this is, this is, uh, this is a uh, relational mm-hmm. and, uh, you can go in with confidence, just yeah. like the, the person you just quoted confidence with, uh, uh, boldness with, um, you know, the knowledge that you're loved and cared for, and then just talk to God. So 
couple of things that I get, and maybe I'll, I'll share a couple of things that, that I have tried to, and again, this is coming from a place from two guys who are weak in this, mm-hmm. recognize our weakness. We're trying to grow. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a years, decades thing now. Right. Right. Where we're trying to grow in this. So these are some things I'll share that I have either put into practice myself I'm seeking to implement or that I've, I've been reading about and think like that would be something that's helpful. So for me, um, I think the first thing is to have a, uh, a, a, in a sense a formula, like, like the Lord's prayer is a formula in a sense, not that we're praying the same thing, but it gives us an idea of how to pray. Um, a common one, and this is, is the, the, um, acronym acts adoration. I'm praising God for who he is. I'm confessing then the C I come before God and I recognize I am sinful. Confession is simply agreeing with God. Uh, and and I in my own prayer life, I try to think back through the day uh, or or whatever it may be and like recognize, Lord, I sinned against you in this specific way. And being trying to be specific in those things. And then Thanksgiving, thanking God for the forgiveness that he's provided in Christ, thanking him that I'm now justified, I stand cleansed before him. And then finally, the S, supplication. Uh, I'm now bringing specific things before him. And and when I do this, like I write down in my in my journal specific things I'm praying for. Uh, so that way I don't lose track. And then it's also helpful to go back and look and see like I was praying for these things. The Lord answered in these ways. And that's really an encouragement to me. Um, so I write down people, uh, situations, um, cares or concerns. And then I, I bring those things before the Lord. And then also, I'm also asking in this time too, like as I'm, I'm preparing to like study my Bible, I'm asking the Lord to open the word of God to me and, and help me understand it and yeah. reveal things to me. Now with that, like my mind tends to wander, <laughs> you know, uh, I say all that and, uh, and it can sound really good when I repeat it like that, but that might be, 45 minutes <laughs> but 30 of it is spent like my mind in all these mm-hmm, other yeah. different places right um probably not really actually that long but but um so what do we do with that that um tendency to distraction mm-hmm. the wandering of the mind am i even praying when my mind is wandering mm-hmm. uh how do i fight against that mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think uh, for each person might look a little differently. Yeah. Um, I think when we when we want to put this into practice and start really cultivating our our um, specific prayer time. Remember again, we're talking about that daily time uh, that Lord willing we could get daily um, uh, with with the Lord, and uh, we go into that. So like. Um, uh, some people have, and my, myself included, at times written out our prayers to help mm-hmm. guard against distraction because there yeah. is something about writing or typing them out um, that helps keep you more concentrated yeah. on what you're doing. Praying out loud, if you have the ability to pray yeah, out loud, I think is that's helpful. key. Yeah, yeah, I think I think praying out loud is um, so helpful in right. that area. If you just try to pray in your head, you may be able to do that yeah. uh, uh, for these long extended times. And I just couldn't. Yeah. I, and I and that that's even more imperative than for me to be either alone if I'm going to pray out loud or type it out because yeah. um, I don't want people hearing everything yeah. I pray for. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. even my family, it's just yeah. weird or, and that. But um, 
So I think those are real key ways of yeah. doing it. And, and you mentioned on Sunday too, like before you, uh, like first thing in the morning should not be to check your Facebook, your Instagram in your case now that you're on the, the IG. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't turn on the news. Right. Don't let your mind become inundated with everything else because even when you go to pray, now you've just filled your mind with all these things that are going to distract you. Don't check your email. Don't, mm-hmm. don't do that. Um, before you do anything else, you know, maybe like get up, take your shower, get your coffee, whatever you need to do, but then go right to, to prayer yeah. and right to a study of God's word. Uh, make that your first priority before you do anything else. Right. You, yeah, and turn off, either turn, turn off your or off, silence yeah. your stuff. I mean, your phone or whatever, because that's going to throw distractions yeah. your way. Now, we do need to talk about the fact that some people in the structure of their lives is, um, or the season of their life, yes. it's very hard to do yeah. that. So like we're, so for me right now, I can get up in the morning, um, get my coffee, go have quiet time. And it's virtually going to be pretty quiet. Right. I mean, we just have one more teenager in the house and, you know, we're, we're having to wake him up. I mean, it's not like he's, <laughs> it's not like he's getting up early and I'm hearing the bitter patter of little feet. I, I mean, it's, it's not good. That's not a problem for me, but like in your home where you My got home, little ones, completely yeah. different. So for Jenna, you know, her prayer time is going to have to be different. We have to plan. There needs to be a plan for this concentrated time. And as a married couple with little ones, you guys have to work together on this Mm -hmm. to make sure um, she gets her time. Mm -hmm. And it may be at a different, it may be better that she has to get up and get the kids breakfast or whatever. And I'm just throwing this out. I don't know what, what it looks like, but, you know, and get some things settled down. And then you get, and then she goes off for, you know, her, her time of prayer or whatever. You got to work together right. and just develop some kind. So of yeah, plan. husbands and wives, husbands care for your wives in this area. You know, if you're so in a stay at home mom and you have three little children, which is our case, uh, you don't get an hour, uh, any time like that where you're going to be uninterrupted. It just isn't going to happen. Right. So how do you cultivate this kind of prayer life? Um, and we were talking about earlier, too. I think one encouragement would be uh, this could be a really good time to cultivate the continual prayer, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Where I'm learning to pray and and give things to the Lord throughout the day. So you're changing a poopy diaper. You're concerned about a sick kid. You got kids that are fighting. Your temper is flaring up because mm-hmm. they won't listen to you. All of those are instances where you can say, like, Lord, like, I'm really tempted to anger right now because these silly kids won't obey me, right? Right, right. So you can bring that to the Lord. Um, Your kids have health issues or whatever. Like, Lord, I'm anxious about this and I'm concerned about it. Uh, I'm going to give that to you. Yeah. Um, All those, so, like, learning to cultivate that. And then I would encourage husbands, help your wife so that she can have some time. and I'm not saying this from somebody who's figured it out perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, my wife might listen to this later and be like, what? Right. <laughs> no, I, we do want to, uh, we are working in this. But make time for your wife to be able to go and do these things as well. Help her. That That's part of leading your family spiritually yeah. is to make time. And that season when they're the little ones, maybe you get, she gets short periods throughout the day. Yeah. Uh, you know, 10, 15 minutes here or there, or maybe yep. nap time or whatever. Yep. But like, um, but then that would be more important than maybe once a week if he had a plan yeah. where for a couple hours on Saturday morning, she got to go out of the house and leave and um, go spend time with God if that's what she wanted to do. 
I think it's important just to plan and be, and we have to apply, and this is where we have to apply discipline into the prayer life. Right. Because we will make the time for something we really yep. want to do. And, um, and, and that's where cultivating that delight in prayer and asking God for the grace of wanting to pray and mm. enjoying time with him so that that is fueling then this discipline that says, I want this. I need this. Yeah. I desire this. So I'm, my discipline then is going to be, how do I get more of this? Yeah. You know, as much as I can get right how do now. I, how do I recognize the distractions and yeah. cut them out? Right. Um, and then, and two with this, like the disciples in Matthew six, Lord teach us to pray. Like even just humbly coming before the Lord and saying like, Lord, I'm weak in this area. Help yeah. me to grow in this. Yep. Uh, and, and, and all of this also is, is in faith, right? Yeah. We believe that God has said that there is joy and delight to be found in coming before him in prayer and we obey him, take him in his word and do it. Yep. And then ask him like, Lord, help us and help us to continue to grow in this yep. uh, because this is what you promised and what you've said. And to understand that we'll go through seasons in our life of prayer time where we just are sitting there saying, I can't believe how much I've neglected this. This is so awesome, you know, and you're almost, if if your time is in the morning, you're going to bed looking forward to it, right? And then there's going to be other seasons mm-hmm. where that feeling isn't quite there. Um, but, and, and that's just the nature of living in a yep. fallen world and being fallen people. Yeah. But we don't give up. No. Uh, uh, you know, where was it in the gospels and, and Jesus taught his disciples that they should, uh, that they should pray and not give up, yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, because we see that for all of the Lord's people, prayer at times can be a struggle. Right. And I did mention in my sermon, though, that there are people and I've encountered them and I've been a part of four churches in my life now. And all of those churches, I've encountered these kinds of people. There are some people who have a gift of praying mm-hmm. and um, that I've just you just always know they're praying for you. Yeah. And you you they're the type of person that just you know, uh, has that, that wonderful gift of praying and we can learn from people yeah. like that. I do. I learn about prayer from people in our congregation. And I would imagine all of those people too, if you were to ask them, uh, where did that come from? They would probably say discipline, <laughs> like hard work, self-control, sober mindedness of those things that Peter mentions, you know, um, it doesn't just happen by osmosis. Just like we understand sanctification, growth and godliness doesn't happen by osmosis. It comes by obeying God's word, working out our salvation. Yeah. Uh, same thing, I think, with prayer. It doesn't just happen because you're a Christian. It it has to be developed and cultivated and worked at. Yep. And I just want to put a plug in here for a book that I really love. As a matter of fact, I'm going through it now for the second time. And that is uh, called A Praying Life by Paul Miller. Okay. And so... Um, Any relation? No, okay. not that I'm aware of. Um, but no, he. Uh, it's a really good book. And it's it's what we need in a book on prayer, honestly, because it's warm. It's mm. not um, It's not just, okay, the Bible teaches us on prayer and, and very formal and yeah. that kind of thing. It's, um, it's very warm, and it, it, he interweaves uh, stories through it of, how the Lord has taught him to prayer in trials in his own family and different things. And I don't know, to me, it's just really good. Mm-hmm. So I would recommend, I would recommend that book. I would also, while we're recommending books, I would recommend 
uh, chapters seven and eight in David Mathis's book, Simplify, or no, uh, his is Disciplines of Grace, I think. I got to look at it now. Habits of Grace, David Mathis. So he's talking about the spiritual disciplines and his chapters on prayer are really good. Uh, when I first read the book, I was like, the book as a whole didn't like stand out to me. But now I've read the books, the chapters on prayer a couple of times and they have been helpful. And he gives some practical things like we've talked about, which probably more helpful than what, <laughs> what we talked about. But uh, as I was even reading those again, I was like, oh, yeah, this isn't rocket science. Mm-hmm. Like there's just simple things. And it, again, it warmed my heart and it made me like, I want to pray. Um, so that one, the other one would be uh, Donald Whitney's book, Simplify Your Spiritual Life. And he has a whole section on prayer there. And it's just, it's probably like eight, like literally like two page chapters where he just gives some helpful thoughts and encouragements towards prayer. So I'd recommend that. Um, also, he has a book called, and I'm not even sure what the title is now, Praying Through Scripture, something like that. If you just Google that, you'll probably come up with that. And he talks about cultivating this practice of like, just what does it look like to take passages of scripture and pray them, which is a really helpful discipline. And that's something I want to grow in more. And then the other resources I would recommend would be Valley of Vision. Uh, have you read Valley of Vision? Yes, I have. Yeah. A collection of Puritan prayers. Uh, just something that will help shape your prayer life in a sense. Not not that you're praying those prayers per se, but it's going to give you new language and it is going to warm your heart as you read the prayers of others. Mm-hmm. I really think it will. And you can. Actually, and you, you can. can incorporate the yeah. prayers of uh, other people into your yeah. prayers. We do that here corporately with our yeah. prayers of confession sometimes. We yeah. use those. Yep. Or even the prayers that are in Scripture. Yeah. Um, and then so. a, another one that I have is called Prone to Wander, which is Prayers of Confession and Celebration. Um, it's another book. Very, It's a, probably a more modern version of Valley of Vision because it's written by people that are still alive. Um, but it's the same same kind of concept. And that's, again, just going to give you language. It's going to model for you uh, prayer. That's good. And you'll find if you go through one of those, like you're reading through it and you've been praying through it, then your prayers will spring off from that. Yeah, Sometimes absolutely. we need a, um, a uh, springboard yes. off of which our prayers go. And I think that's largely what the Lord's uh, prayer is in Matthew 6. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm excited to keep teaching through that. Um, and we'll probably be in a, a couple more weeks yeah. as I'm seeing things now because like, um, it's helping me. And so I figure if it will help me, it'll help uh, our congregation. But each one of those uh, statements that he teaches us to pray um, are helpful in like you t- you think what he's you you think about what he's trying to say in those, and then that springs off into more prayer. And yeah. so hopefully we can learn how to do that. And we may have more of these podcasts in yeah. relationship to those sermons. Maybe not. I don't know on prayer <laughs> itself. We don't know what we we're never doing. know what's going on. But like I know that at least in the sermons we'll try to talk about uh prayer obviously more and yeah. grow in this area. Yeah. Anything else you want to say on this subject? Not at this point. All right. Well, thanks for listening again. Uh, We do hope that this podcast has been an encouragement to you. Um, If you're a part of our church, we'd love to talk to you more about these things. Um, Unfortunately, you still can't come up and talk to us in the lobby, but you can call us. You can email us. You could drop by now, though. I think that'd be If you're safe with coming out of your quarantine closets uh, (laughs) and come and visit us. Uh, You can also always email us. our uh, what is our email the calvarycast at oh, gmail.com man we are out of practice on this thing yes. we gotta get it back together so thanks again for listening and until next time